Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 118. Over the last few decades, grooming gangs have raped about half a million girls and women in the United Kingdom. And a lot of the women were underage. They were girls as young as 13 years old, 15 years old, and they often came from poor backgrounds. Most of the victims were white, but there were also Hindus and Sikhs. Most of the perpetrators, not all, but most of them were Pakistani Muslims. And these weren't just rapes. They were, they were gang rapes. They were rapes where the girls were being sexually trafficked, where they were being passed around. They were being abused physically. They were subject to, I guess I would say, mental abuse as well. The rapists would threaten to kill the girls. The rapists would threaten to kill their parents. And they would threaten to rape their, their sisters. And when the rape victims went to the police the police ignored them completely. The police ignored these rapes, these hundreds of thousands of rapes for decades. And when the rape victims came to them, the police would say, there's nothing we can do. There was a culture of inaction. I think that's a pretty good way to put it. A culture of inaction. The rape victims were told to be quiet. And... (laughs) This kind of blows my mind, but sometimes they were even sent to diversity training. And, you know, I don't know all the details. Maybe the police felt that their hands were tied. The police were worried about creating anti-Muslim prejudice. And when the rape victims asked why they weren't entitled to the same level of care as their rapists, they were told that whites aren't a protected class. We are failing our daughters. But wait, Matt, you're always the last to know everything. If you know about this horrific problem, then the story must have a happy ending, right? Tell me the happy ending. Well, there have been some convictions. Some of these men have gone to prison. On the other hand, apparently the political situation is getting worse. (laughs) Worse. The rape victims are in danger of being prosecuted for hate speech. Let me say that again. Rape victims are in danger of being prosecuted because they are discussing being raped. And the parents are worried to speak as well. Think about that for a second. Your 14-year-old daughter gets raped by a grooming gang, and you're afraid to speak up because you're afraid of being called a racist, because you're afraid, for very good fucking reason, of being doxxed by activists and, and physically attacked in the street. You're worried about getting the shit kicked out of you. 
The irony is that the grooming gangs truly should not be defined as Muslim. Being Muslim wasn't the driver of the rapes. It wasn't the cause. It's not, it's not the reason this happened. Blaming Muslims for grooming gang rapes is like, it's like, I don't know, it's like blaming a Catholic or all Catholics for the pedophile rapes that happened in the Catholic Church. In both cases, there was a culture of silence, but you don't get to you don't get to label the entire group as guilty. The ideology wasn't Islam, it was grooming gang ideology. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I'm not entirely sure myself. I'm sort of I'm trying to understand. Frankly, Sexual violence against vulnerable women, vulnerable girls, doesn't seem that difficult to understand. I don't think we have to go fishing for explanations as to why men commit sexual violence against women when they think they can get away with it. Grooming gangs are common in India, in Pakistan. Apparently, you have Gangs in Mumbai who use taxi drivers to kidnap girls and then sexually traffic them. Women in Delhi, women in Mumbai, if they can, refuse to use taxis. And it gets worse. Other girls are just sold by their parents because they're starving and poor. Or poor parents send their daughters to the city because they think that will be a better life and then the gangs pick them up off the streets. So people from these countries came to England and to other countries in Western Europe, and, and they brought the grooming gang ideology with them. And then they started grooming white girls because the white girls were vulnerable and they could get a better price for them. And because they saw that England was so weak that they could rape English girls and get away with it, they were encouraged by the system. They were emboldened by this culture of silence. I kind of think I know what you're thinking. Oh, this sort of horror show is exclusive to immigrant groups in Western Europe. It's everything the right-wingers have been warning us about. Right? Right? Well, eh. Okay. Look at the sex tourism that goes on in Southeast Asia. You have white men from the West, flying into Vietnam and Thailand to have sex with teenagers who flock from the countryside, from the rural, poor countryside, into, I don't know, Ho Chi Minh City and Bangkok with stars in their eyes, and then these teenagers get hoovered up into brothels and sex trafficked. Look at Russia <laughs> and Eastern Europe. The same thing happens. You have poor girls from the countryside flocking to Moscow, where they get used by oligarchs who give them, I don't know, an allowance for a few months, and then they discard them like, <laughs> like damp Kleenex. Look at the sex trafficking in the Middle East, where girls just get run through places like Dubai. I don't think this is a Muslim problem. I don't think it's an immigrant problem. I think it's what inevitably happens when you have rich men and vulnerable women, period. 
I think it's the rule, not the exception. Now, should we let immigrants into a country when they are going to bring the grooming gang ideology, the, uh, <laughs> the entrepreneurship of grooming gangs? Fuck no. And that's not racist to say. That is not xenophobic to say. If an American woman visits Saudi Arabia, she should have to wear the hijab. If I go to England, I have to drive on the left side of the street. And if someone immigrates to England, they don't get to rape 14-year-old girls. <laughs> it's insane I even have to say that. But Matt, at least this isn't happening in America. In America, right? Look, the sexual marketplace is a spectrum. And that spectrum runs from TikTok to OnlyFans to seeking arrangement to prostitution to sexual trafficking. Where's the line? Just tell me where the line is. I don't know where the line is. You tell me. Are you okay with your daughter posting videos of herself twerking to social media? Are you okay with your daughter selling videos of herself masturbating on a website? Are you okay with your daughter selling her body to strangers via an app? This is happening right now. This is being normalized right now. Of course. Of course it's happening. It's a no-brainer for both parties. You're telling me, as a college student, as an up-to-her-eyeballs-in-debt college student who has a job waiting down at the local restaurant for $7.25 an hour to be harassed and pinched and run ragged, after doing my schoolwork, or I could meet some 40-year-old lawyer in a hotel room and make $1,500 in an hour, of course they're going to do it. And look at the other side. Like, you're telling me as a 40-something man that I could go on Tinder and spend hours and hours getting rejected and go on dates and have it be awkward, or I could go spend $1,500 and have sex with a 19-year-old college student? It's a no-brainer. As long as you have rich men and vulnerable women, you're going to have this kind of exploitation. We are failing our daughters. Why is this happening? Well, I think it's because we're printing vulnerable young women like they're a commodity coming off a goddamn assembly line. That girl... We've destroyed her family. We've kicked her father out of the house. We've told her that she needs to pay $100,000 to get credentialized by some college so she can go be a wage slave to some multinational corporation that offshored her father's job to China. Colleges aren't preparing girls for the workforce. Colleges are preparing girls to go on seeking arrangement. Colleges are pimping girls to wealthy men. Colleges are pimps. They're pimps. But Matt, brr, 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 consenting adults, her body, her rules, sex positivity, yay. Okay, you tell me what consent means. 
Tell me what role poverty plays in consent. Tell me what role age plays in consent. Tell me what role vulnerability plays in consent. And now tell me how many women on seeking arrangement are the victims of sex trafficking. I don't know the answer. But I think we're sacrificing our daughters because admitting the problem makes us feel uncomfortable. We think we're being kind by being silent. We're just self-serving. 20-year-olds are being forced to sleep with 42-year-old men for money so that assistant vice provosts and directors of diversity can make $250,000 a year. Teenagers are getting raped and trafficked because we are afraid of being accused of being racist? It's insane. And if I had a daughter, I would be terrified right now. I'd be terrified. Anyway, that's all I've got. I'll catch you next week.